Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Cryptocurrent is happy to announce the Agme Conference. Austin's gonna make it. Our inaugural event will celebrate the vibrance of Austin's Web3 ecosystem by featuring a curated slate of panel conversations with the community's subject matter experts promoting the local culture of innovation and setting a precedent for Web3 event accessibility by providing an in-person event. Join us at the Speakeasy venue on Congress Street for an amazing experience filled with networking, marketing, receive alpha, and enjoy the happy hour party to bring it all home. For more information, go to agmicon.com. That's A-G-M-I-C-O-N.com. Please get your tickets and we look forward to seeing you there. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent, your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a very special guest that is a repeat guest. Um, A lot of you know him as Mr. Blockchain Wayne, but today he's going to be covering a couple of other new projects that he's working on. I'm really excited for it. Um, We've had him on multiple projects. The very first episode that we released was back in fall of 2018, back when we were gearing up for... um, the uh, cryptocurrent conference that was in New Orleans. And, and since then, you know, one of the things that we covered in there uh, was something like NFTs and like just seeing how far it's come since then. And then, you know, uh, as recent as uh, an episode that we did um, about a year ago, um, getting ready for the Miami crypto experience and having a lot of coverage with that, um, we've had Wayne on a tremendous amount of really, really cool episodes, given a ton of great info, going back to episode 173. Um, so without further ado, uh, Mr. Blockchain Wayne, how are you doing today? Hey, Richard, doing great, man. Thanks for having me back on. Exciting to uh, be back and talk about um, new stuff and even some of the things we talked about back then that have that have happened since. Oh, for sure, man. I, I mean, Look, we we have been in this space uh, just as as friends for the last four years, and just to see how much development has happened in those four years is is pretty substantial. And I just always remember you putting me on to a ton of things like super early. Like I I remember you're the one of the first people to uh you told me about the Exodus wallet. You're like, look, I created an NFT, download this app, and I'll send you one of them. Um, and that was like one of the uh like the second NFT I ever owned. Like it, it's it's just really cool to see how much the space have evolved and and how you've continuously like been one of the first people to explore a lot of these NFTs and other projects. Yeah, man, it, it's exciting. I've always been the type of person that's been in the new stuff. So when I see, you know, stuff that has potential to be not just cutting edge, but really um, change things or really show a lot more utility in the space, in this whole cryptocurrency blockchain ecosystem, man, it's, uh, it's exciting. I like to be, uh, <laughs> I like to be first. For sure, <laughs> or at least man. early, at least early, if not first, right? Oh, absolutely, man. And for all those who are are new hearing about you for the first time, give us just a little bit of a background on yourself. Yeah. So um, my, my crypto background, I started, actually, it was early 2018, into 2017, uh, kind of coined the, 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 the nickname Blockchain Wayne. Sounded good. And I wanted to start podcasting. So I started podcasting in 2018. 
and released a little beginner's guide book on Amazon called From No Crypto to No Crypto. It's from N-O to K-N-O-W. It was just a little short 40-page guide getting started because I, I realized there was a lot of, uh, there's a big gap in understanding of how the space actually works. Uh, so I wanted to give people an understanding. I started podcasting in 2018. Um, started also hitting up some meetups and stuff. And that's kind of how we kind of had a mutual friend that told me, hey, we need, you know, I need to connect with Richard. Richard was in New Orleans. I was in a town about 40 miles away. So, so we met up. And since then, we've both been on this journey of education. And that's where I've been. And I really started um, initially going from working with people one-on-one to figuring out how to make a bigger impact. You only have so much time to where you can coach somebody one-on-one on crypto. Uh, so I started partnering with projects that I liked or that were doing something unique or interesting or are pushing the space forward and helping them with their content needs, with their educational stuff. Just anything we could do because there is a need for education and the right education you can trust, right? If it's coming from a company or a project, you know, you can trust it especially if it's not a YouTuber just trying to shill a certain crypto so people can buy it uh, and the price will go up. Uh, so that that's really what I started working on. It led me to where I am today to where, uh, you know, just last month, I, I've been in a long-term career outside of crypto for over 20 years and and put in my notice last week. And some people thought I was crazy leaving my job, leaving a steady job. I've got, you know, I've got four kids and a wife. So family of six to support leaving in the bear market. And I'm like, Hey, if I can do it now, then, you know, that means that this is, this is the real deal and it, it can happen. And uh, I was excited to hear Richard, you did yours right before that, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was going to, and I'm glad you brought it up, man. It, it, it's cool to be able to get to a place where we have been so bullish on the space and have been building our own brands and, and working with amazing companies to get to a point where we could go at this full time. And Yes, there's a risk with that. There's there's all kinds of things that go along with this. But from a timing standpoint, we've both experienced a bear market. We've we've been there, we've done that, and we're experiencing it right now. And we know that basically as long as we can survive this period and get back to bullishness, we should be set. And if you're going to take a risk, now is the time to do it. Because, uh, again, you survive this, you, you should be uh, driving into the sunset, if you will. So, I mean... What was that moment for you when you realized, okay, I know this is risky. I got a family of six to take care of. I feel great. I'm doing it. I'm going for it. it I mean, it was, it, it's been a dream for a long time, but um, actually about a year ago, July of last year, um, I started to put things in place and I started building this nest egg of, okay, I need a cushion. I need to be able to say, I'm going to take the risk. But if something happens, I've got something, I've got, you know, enough funds to fall back on. So July of last year really started building that out, you know, more than just stacking and holding in general, but a separate amount for, okay, this is my fallback fund in case something happens. Because I realized the opportunity cost, the longer we wait, we're going to miss out on opportunities to really participate in projects that are early. And one thing I learned in 2018, because that was when, January 2018, when the markets really started to crash and things started going down, I was in a point where I'd already had a pretty solid belief in crypto, but I was concerned. All right, I needed to build some belief. So I started going to events. And and the good thing about events during a bear market is that's when the builders show up. You go during a bull market when everything's hype and it's it's nothing about a hype and all these projects that are not really doing anything substantial because they've got money in a bull market are just throwing things around. Whereas in a bear market, 
it, you can truly meet the people and the projects that are doing something substantial. And that's really what's happening right now. You know, you got some companies, unfortunately, that are folding, that are, that are, that are going under or laying off people, but you've got projects that are truly pushing forward with the innovation and that's what's going to happen. And, and what you do now is going to determine that, you know, how well you do in the future. So being able to uh, partner myself with a couple of projects, one, my main, you know, main, uh, you know, I guess you could say main job right now is, is a project that I'm very passionate about because it makes using all cryptocurrency easier. So being able to participate early in that is, is uh, substantial. And everybody's going to want to jump on the bandwagon when the bull market's back and the market's hot. But now is a time when, you know, you can really, you know, set a good foundation. For sure. And as that foundation's being uh, set up, one of the ways that you were able to make that transition into full-time crypto was actually through a foundation. So the foundation of interwallet operations, AKA uh, FIO. So FIO is all about making crypto products easier uh, so anyone can use them. Can you just give us a little bit more information about, you know, what are ways that people uh, who, who've never heard of FIO can come in and get into this ecosystem and learn more about what y'all have building? Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know about all of the amazing content that we're making for you exclusively over on YouTube. You can stay connected to crypto's top stories and trending topics with the Aftershock. Every Wednesday, join cryptocurrency Steve Miller and myself for a brand new discussion on what's going on in the wild world of Web3. If you want to learn more about cryptocurrency and blockchain but don't know where to start, Crypto Decrypted will cover everything from basics and fundamental analysis to the advanced concepts of technical analysis. Join Chris K every Thursday exclusively on YouTube to get this content. Finally, if you want to take a deeper dive into the world of NFTs and learn more about all the latest and greatest and what's happening in that space while capturing alpha, join Steven on NFT Thursdays exclusively on Twitter Spaces on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you're enjoying our content. And if you're enjoying it, please like, subscribe, share, and leave comments so that we can continue to give you the content to keep you cryptocurrent. Yeah. So what we do, man, is, is it makes it to where using cryptocurrency is familiar. Uh, if anybody on here that's listening, if you sent or received crypto, you know the stress that can have it for make sure that I send it to the right address. You've got to copy and paste that long string address and hopefully you send it to the right address. And when you paste it, you don't accidentally change a number or something because, you know, if you do, you mess up, it could be gone. Those funds are just gone. Uh, forever. And now the, the, the compounding error, uh, you know, issue is now it's, are you even sending on the right chain? Because there's, there's cryptocurrencies that are on multiple chains and you one, one, uh, exchange you may be sending it from may support one, one chain and the other one support another chain and not realizing and that as well could cause some headaches and issues. And with new users, it makes it hard. Even, I mean, you and I've been in around for a while. I've been in the space, uh, over five years, almost six years now. And even like with doing our events and stuff and having to pay some vendors in crypto, um, it was nerve wracking when I need to send a large payment and the, the cat, the, the fail safe for that right now. Okay. Send a test payment of a few bucks. If that works, then send the rest. Well, crypto is not designed for that. I mean, it, it needs to be easy, seamless. And that's what happened with technology adoption with the internet. As the interfaces got easier, more people adopted it because it wasn't as hard and complicated. And that's, what's going to happen with crypto. So, we, we allow, we are a layer one blockchain that maps to wallet addresses. So you can map your wallet address for every single crypto that maybe a wallet supports. 
to one single, what we call a FIO crypto handle. It's in the format of username at domain. So you can also purchase custom domains. It could either be your company, like at CryptoCurrent. So it could be Richard at CryptoCurrent, could be your business um, crypto handle that you can have people send crypto to. So the beauty of that is when you go to type it in, if you type it wrong, it won't allow you to send it. If you type it right and there's not a, say I'm, say I'm trying to send you Bitcoin and you don't have a Bitcoin address mapped to your FIO crypto handle. It won't let me send it because it tells me there's not a valid mapped address. So it pings the chain. So it's almost like a blockchain-based API. Um, I, call, I tell people it's similar to the DNS layer on websites. When you go to a website, there's an IP address in the background that most of us never see. We don't really care what it is now, but it's still there. And But what you see is that www.whatever website that's in there. So what this allows you to do is it's the same concept. Those wallet addresses, those long ones are still in the background, but all you see is that easy, simple interface that makes it sending crypto as easy as sending an email. Um, so you can map wallet addresses to that. So that's our main feature is the domains and the crypto handles. But with that, we also allow people a familiar um, process. If you've ever requested money from someone like on PayPal or Venmo, uh, we have a similar concept with field requests on our chain to where, like, say, Richard, you wanted to request a payment of Ethereum from me. You can send a FIO request if you're using a FIO enabled wallet to me. And then all I have to do, instead of needing to get your wallet address and copy and paste or even type anything in, I get the request in my wallet. I open it up and I approve the request and, and, and it's automatically paid to you. Um, that's been used for, yeah, it's been used for similar, for requests. People compare it to PayPal and Venmo, which is why I use that comparison all the time. We even had a payment provider recently integrate that request into the checkout feature. So if you're paying with crypto, you can choose to pay with the field request and the, the, the shopper will type in their own crypto handle. So I did a demo and I typed in my crypto handle to pay for my cart. And then it popped up in my wallet on my phone. I approved it. As soon as I did that, my cart was paid for. It was actually easier than even paying with a credit card. And that's what we need for user interfaces. Now, the cool thing about those crypto handles um, is getting into the NFT space, and you know how much I love NFTs. I mean, we talked about NFTs that first time we met. Um, it allows you as a creator, whether you're an individual, an artist, a brand, a company that's creating NFTs, you can use a crypto handle there that you make public to map what's called a FIO NFT signature to an NFT you've created. So down the road, if someone knows that, hey, say your crypto handle is Richard at Carthon, which you can do. I've, I've done my last name as well. So Wayne at Marcel, but say Richard at Carthon, you're making NFTs. A few years down the road, someone's not buying the NFT directly from you. They're buying it on a secondary market. If someone wants to make sure that it's authentic and not just a, a copy, because someone could steal an image or whatever metadata you put on an NFT and mint on a different platform, it's a fake, it's a forgery. Um, so I can easily go to the, to the FIO NFT validator tool and see that, hey, this, this NFT was created by Richard at Carthon, so it's authentic. Um, so it gives, it gives um, buyers down the road the confidence that they're buying an original NFT. You may think, what does that really matter for an image? Well, a lot of times with an NFT now, you're not buying just an image or a video. You're actually buying a membership or some kind of reward. There's a lot of utility being added to NFTs. Imagine an NFT that represents ownership in a company, um, which I kind of told you, give you a little insight of something that we, we've launched recently. So imagine that. You want to make sure that NFT is authentic, right? That you truly own those shares and not just a, a fake NFT that was created by a malicious individual. So a lot of cool things happening with that. Um, I always recommend people, if you want to get a full, a full experience of the field features from the crypto handle 
to the um, sending the request, the Edge wallet has our fullest integration of, of FIO features. You can download that. You can create a free crypto handle using the Edge domain. So you can make, if it's available, like Richard at Edge, or you can also purchase your own domains. I've got a few in there that I've uh, snagged, one for business, one for personal. Um, and then you can make crypto handles off of that. Now say, Richard, say you make cryptocurrency, a cryptocurrent uh, domain, and you decide to um, you decide to make it. Pu- you can make it public to where any users, any users that want to have an at cryptocurrent crypto handle, can use that as well. Um, so those it, are options. Those yeah. are options. Man, there, there's it's pretty robust the amount of different directions that you can use with this. So the the first thing that kind of came to my mind that I'm I'm sure some people who are in the space are familiar with is like, you know, ENS, right? Ethereum name services. So the only challenge with that is unless you are only sending something from the Ethereum blockchain, yeah, you can still send money to the shortened version, but if you send Bitcoin, if you send Oasis, if you send whatever to this and it's not in an ERC20 form, you just lost your money. So what's cool about FIO uh, being able to have your own name, let, let's say Richard at Carthon. Now, if you try to send me Bitcoin, if you try to send me Polygon, if you try to send me uh, Solana, et cetera, if you try to send it, it won't let you. And like the, the fact that you've already put something in place like that, if I don't have it set up already and it'll just not even go through is the biggest ease of mind ever. I know personally with any transaction that I currently do, I always send the smallest amount possible first and then send the rest. And like you said, that's inefficient. You're spending more money than you have to. And it, it's it's not really building the confidence that for new users, they want to have coming in, not having to worry about that. So I see that as being very useful, even being able to track back, you know, something like an NFT, being able to see uh, where it originated and, and, and ultimately where it went. But the other feature that I like a lot that you just said is kind of like the, the, the crypto Venmo PayPal, where I can send you money requests or, uh, and, and you can pay me back and I get like notifications all through the app. Like, I think that is really cool. And I think it's one of the first ones that I've heard in this space that allows you, you to do that. Cause there are a lot of people who are trying to get paid, uh, in crypto and they don't necessarily have a way to send you a request other than like uh, the, the way I get requests these days is they literally just send me uh, an address and then say this much, please. Right. And yeah, you know, and you know what makes it worse is when they, they include other information, like other text in that message they send you, because then you got to copy and paste the whole thing and then like just delete uh, what else they sent you. It, it's, it's a clunky process and it, it you know, this, this will make it easier. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's uh, you can even reference an invoice. So if you're using an invoicing tool, you can reference an invoice because you can add a little bit of data as to why you're sending that request. So if I, if you sent me a request, you can reference invoice one, two, three, four, and it, you know, it makes it, makes it simple. Um, Which is amazing. And, and so someone's listening to this right now. They're like, man, this sounds really cool. I want to get involved. Let's say, uh, how can someone who, who's hearing this come in and set this up? So of course they can go to, you know, fieldprotocol.io and then like, what are the next steps from there? Yeah. So if you go to fieldprotocol.io, there's a tab in there for um, users um, ecosystem, and it shows our full ecosystem of current projects that have integrated field protocol or that are integrating in the, you know, are working on integration right now. The ones that are highlighted that are bordered in green, those are active now. Um, I always like to recommend the edge wallet because that is one of the easiest ones to utilize. Um, as far as to see the full list of features, the other thing you can do in the edge wallet is you can stake directly from the Edge wallet. We're a proof of stake uh, chain. So users can participate in governance and stake their tokens 
on there as well. Um, so you can earn a reward while you participate in government governance on the chain. So edge wallets easy, but there's a lot of other ones in there and there's many more to come. Uh, we've even got, we've even just recently, uh, launched the FIO dashboard within there that allows you to, even if you're using a wallet that's not FIO enabled yet, say I want to use my MetaMask wallet and FIO is not enabled in MetaMask yet, you can go to the dashboard and you can map your MetaMask wallet addresses one time. So now if somebody wants to send you crypto and they're using a wallet that's enabled, what's called FIO send, the ability to send to a crypto handle, which is a simple API call. It's the easiest integration that, that we have. Uh, they can just type in that crypto handle and send it to you and it'll, it'll direct it to your MetaMask because when it pings the FIO chain, it's got a, a wallet address mapped to that that goes to to there. So it's kind of a workaround as we get more and more wallets and exchanges and now NFT marketplaces to integrate. Um, anybody, you know, anybody can map any wallet to it. So my cold storage wallet that I use, um, you know, if, if I, I, I can map crypto handles to that to where if I want to send it, so say I've got it on my edge wallet, which is a mobile wallet, kind of like a hot wallet that's connected. I want to send it to cold storage. I can literally just go into my edge wallet, type in whatever crypto handle I have mapped to that cold storage wallet and send it without ever even having to check to say, okay, did it get there? You know, sweat while I'm waiting. You know, earlier this year, man, I had to make a $10,000 uh, USDT payment for a business we were doing and they weren't using FIO crypto handles and it, I had to send a test in. And, you know, at the time, Ethereum gas fees, it was $70 per, per transaction for gas fees. So I spent $140 in gas fees just because I had to send a test transaction before I sent the full amount. It's just, it's not feasible in business and that's not going to make non-crypto people want to jump in and, and learn what you reduce friction. It's going to get easier for everybody to use. So that's the one thing, you know, one thing I love about it. And one thing that's really cool. So I've always also felt, I don't know if you feel the same way, Richard, that a big, big piece that's going to drive cryptocurrency adoption is going to be in the gaming space. And we're actually working uh, with quite a few games right now. And also, um, our dev team, we've got calls set up to make it easier because imagine those crypto handles being used as gamer tags in blockchain-based gaming where they're getting paid in crypto. And you can easily transfer NFT assets. So if I want to send you a weapon in a game, I can send it to Richard at Carthon or whatever your gamer tag is um, to that. So there, there's a lot of potential when it comes to this. It's pretty cool. Um, and that's going to help. That's not going to, you know, existing crypto people, some people have been in, in a while, May, may say, I don't really see a need for that, but they're not thinking about the new users. We're trying to onboard gamers from web two to web three that they're not used to accepting crypto, but when they get acclimated to that, they may love that. And then they could set up that same crypto handle instead of paying uh, a premium, like what, 20 to 40% to Twitch to stream on the platform, they can throw up a crypto handle and people can make crypto donations or tips to them that are watching them stream all day without having to pay a, a, um, basically an intermediary, which is the whole point of crypto, right? We don't, we don't want to pay intermediaries anymore. We want to be able to do business, you know, peer to peer. And so the easier we can make that, the better. Absolutely. And y'all are putting a lot of things in place to do that. Uh, so much so that uh, you even recently launched a, a, a product that I think is, is, is pretty unique called, called Raise. Can you tell everyone yeah. more about that? Yeah, so Raise is a project that I'm an advisor on. It's Raise.finance, R-A-Z-E. And what Raise is, it's a software platform that allows, um, say, companies that want to come in and raise capital. Um, they typically, 
you still have to follow whatever regulatory framework you, depending on where you are, right? If you're in the U.S. and you want to raise uh, less than five million annually, you have to, you know, maybe you file, you know, for a Reg D uh, raise. Um, so you still have to follow those guidelines, but it allows those those businesses and companies and individuals even to come into our platform and deploy NFTs that represent whatever they are doing to raise capital. So if they're doing an equity share raise, then they can create NFTs that represent equity shares. If they're doing a raise where um, it represents um, revenue share, then they can signify that with the NFT, even to the point of maybe they're not selling, um, you know, even an equity or rev share, but maybe their business model has memberships and they can sell membership tokens, deploy membership tokens on our platform. And then those same companies can use our platform to deploy founders tokens, advisor tokens, because typically you have people that are involved early in the project. They get a, they get a share either based on their early investment or being a founder of the company or being an advisor in the company. And you can deploy those easily on, a, on our platform. And what's cool is even, even an individual. So we, we did this scenario when I was, I was in Orlando with Brian, who's the founder of Raise. And we were talking to a friend of mine, Elmer, and Elmer is wanting to do more video content. And, and, and especially in Spanish, he feels there's a bigger need for a lot more Spanish content, educational content. So Brian gave him a scenario, hey, say you want to raise 10 grand for new video equipment and to launch your channel and to get education going. You can sell membership tokens. Um, say you sell 100 membership tokens at 100 bucks, then you can give special access to those membership token holders to where maybe they get either early access to your content or exclusive content that you don't get, that you don't put out to the public and that's what their membership token is. So 100 tokens for 100 bucks, he's easily raised that 10 grand that he needs for that, that equipment and able to give something to your members. So it's, it's a pretty cool platform. You know, I mean, even in 2018, I was talking about NFT utility, like how, how can they signify things? And that's what's really going to drive NFTs. You know, uh, uh, most people look at Board Ape Yacht Club and they, they think, it's, oh, it's just a silly picture of a cartoon ape. But that's not why people buy it. And that's not why it's so valuable. It's because of the community they created. They've got a private chat that's only available to them. And you and I have been to events. And I think every town I've been to an event in, in the last four or five months, there's at one point there's been some exclusive event where you either had to be on the short list where you know somebody putting the event on, or you had to be an NFT holder of a board ape yacht club or a, or a crypto punk. Those NFTs look silly. They don't look like they have much to them, but they actually, they, they do signify more utility. And that's what we're going to see more and more utility with NFTs. So when, when I got asked to be an advisor on the Raise project, I fell in love with it just because it's truly adding utility to NFTs. And it's also going to change that perception of how people think about NFTs. It's not just a silly cartoon profile picture. This is something that can signify and solve a problem because what do you truly have if you invest in a company that's a startup? You may get a certificate paper from them, looks authentic, but imagine having something blockchain proof of ownership. Oh, for sure. And then just having access to the liquidity along the way, right? So in your traditional raise, let's say that you are, you know, an angel investor and let's say they go on to do like, you know, their series A or series B before they go public. The way that you typically can get your money out is that you can share some of those shares back to, uh, depending on how the contract is written back to either the owners or whomever. It's not really to newer people with something like this. 
if you're one of the first hundred people that, you know, bought the the hundred membership tokens, and then all of a sudden this becomes like an alpha group, it becomes super valuable. Now, like, instead of it being worth a hundred dollars, each of these are worth a thousand, you know, you just 10 extra money. And if you want to get out now you can, and you've just made a profit. So it just, it, it allows for more flexibility and for the owner of the people who are in, investing to have flexibility with how they, they are utilizing this NFT that they're getting in and in receipt of, of that ownership. So with that, uh, you know, you have always have a lot going on. There's, there's been so much that has happened, uh, in the year of, of, of 22, uh, we we've gone from a very bullish year and a half from 2020 all the way to, uh, the end of, let's call it November of 2021. And, for a lot of people, Wayne, this is their first bear market. They've never had to experience this. Not only are they experiencing this in, in the regular crypto market, but they're also experiencing a bear NFT market, just bearish all things crypto blockchain. What are two to three pieces of advice that you would give these people that you wish you had back in the last bear market when we first got in? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's a great question. And the first thing you got to, you have to do for me, I, I, I told you in 2018, I needed to build some belief. So I went to events. So if you can, you don't necessarily have to go to large events. There's a lot of events happening. There's also a lot of meetups happening in the individual towns. You can meet more people and learn about what's happening in the space. That'll give you a better understanding of everything. The other thing, a lot of people in your first bear market, uh, if you got in there in a bull market, you bought stuff and you're still holding it and it's, it's way down. Um, you want to evaluate each one of those and don't go off of what the media is saying. If I went off of what the media was saying, I would have dumped on my Bitcoin a long time ago, right? So um, they've said it's dead and, you know, year after year after year. But you really have to evaluate what are you holding? If you're holding uh, some meme coin that doesn't look like it really has much utility and is not going to come back, then do you take, do you sell that and, and put it into something, a project that you have more belief in that adds more utility? Remember I said bear market is where you're going to see builders emerging. You see projects evolve, um, you know, because that's truly what's happening. There, there's, you know, they're in a bull market. Anybody can come in and launch a, uh, you know, launch a meme coin and have it go up to like a billion dollar market cap. And then they have funds to, to do with whatever. But if they're not doing it and, that, and also on the same token, if they're doing something meaningful with those funds and developing, that may be something you still believe in, but you've got to be able to make those decisions because nobody can make an investment decision for you. It's only up to you. Um, but dig, dig in and really get into learning education. I mean, you're listening to this podcast, so you've got an understanding of, of you need to get some education, uh, but also find those sources to where you can learn more about crypto, learn about how it's being utilized. Um, and just tune off what the mainstream media is telling. They're going to tell you Bitcoin's dead and it's never coming back. Guess what? They said that in 2018, they said that in 2015, they said it in 2011. I mean, it's, this has happened time and time again. This is nothing new. But what continues to happen, no matter what they're saying, is innovation in the space continues to evolve. And there's certain things that, that, ha that are created that lead to other, other creations, right? Uh, none of this in the space would have happened if Bitcoin wouldn't have started back when it did. And so each thing is an evolution that continues to grow. So dig in and learn and understand what's going on and position yourself. Also realize, look at what happens just in traditional markets. The right decisions now can really make a huge impact, a lot bigger impact. I always reference the, the 2008 market crash, like when the 2008 recession hit. There, everything was crashing, real estate, stocks, everything. Um, who do you think 
came out better out of that scenario. Those that, that did their research and invested in and invested while everybody else was panicking and the market was down and everybody thought it was dead and not coming back are the people that waited for the market to start to show signs of life that it was coming back. And when it started climbing back up, then they jumped in who you think did better. The problem is we all, we all know common sense tells you it's the one that got in when the market was crashing, but sometimes emotions override common sense and you can't let your emotions. Oh my God, what's going to happen for me? My belief in Bitcoin in general and a few other cryptocurrencies is so solid that it doesn't matter to me. You know, have we hit the bottom? I don't know. And I don't really care because I bought some Bitcoin recently when it went under 20,000. Guess what happens if it dips lower than that? You know what I'm going to do? Get some more. Get I'm going to get more. some more, right? I'm going to accumulate that dollar cost average strategy for me has paid off. I set a recurring buy for Bitcoin back in January, 2017. Every week without fail, I've bought $50 worth of Bitcoin and that's still set up. It's automated right now. I still buy some more or, or sell depending on what's happening in the market. I do trade some, but that particular strategy has been probably the most successful because it doesn't matter what the market is doing. I'm just accumulating because I understand how hard money works. Hard money means there's a fixed amount of what's coming. Is your dollar hard money? No, it's not. Your dollar is, they can print more at will. So, and you see what happened. More people are waking up. I've been talking about inflation for a long time too. And finally people are starting to wake up because we're feeling impacts of it, unfortunately, but you're starting to see how drastic it is. Whereas if you're working a job and you got a 3% job, uh, pay increase last year, then you're in the hole because guess what? Inflation 6%. was 9.1%, right? Yeah. So unless you got more than a 10% raise over the last year, you're not even outpacing inflation. So you technically are losing money. That's what happens with money that's being in the bank. So for me, hard money, hard assets, there's only so much property in the world. There's only so much Bitcoin in the world. There's only so much of certain things and if demand is going up on something like that, like, you know, if Bitcoin, if demand for Bitcoin is going to continue to go up as more and more adoption happens and the supply is fixed and available supply is declining, then, you know, I don't have to have an economics degree to tell me that that's a good scenario to where I need to be positioning myself into something like that versus if I'm just saving dollars in a bank that's losing its value, its purchasing power every year. $100 is still going to be $100 a year from now, but what will it buy you a year from now? Right. And you brought up a, a, a ton of great points there, uh, especially for your newbies here. Educate yourself. See if you can attend real life events to keep building your conviction and get into things that you see a long-term value in. And then outside of that, just looking at the going experiencing your overall first bear market, uh, or even if this isn't your, your first go around what, what was encouraging for me going to consensus, going to NFT NYC, going to those in life events, like you were saying was there's a ton of people who've been here and have seen multiple bear markets. So we, we know, we know the dance, we know what it is. It's, it's usually a lot of the newer people who are a lot more like, what do I do now? Like, what, what, you know, sky is falling, it, you know, don't, don't feed and get into all of this FUD fear, uncertainty, doubt, and find people who can give you really good information, who can help you feel more informed, empowered, and can drive you to help you make your own informed decisions. And, and with that, you know, Wayne, you've given us a lot of information. You've given us a lot of cool things to, to go and learn more about between uh, FIO and, and, and RAISE. But what is the final thought that you want to leave with everyone here? I mean, my final thought is always just to, right, never stop learning. If you've been in the space for 10 years, 10 months, or 10 minutes, there's always stuff you can learn 
There's always things you can do and make sure you're getting it from the right sources and you're not just listening to some YouTuber. Always look at people's intentions. If they're telling you to buy or invest in something, chances are uh, that's not the right right advice. If they're telling you um, how, where to go do research, how to do research, everything, that that's what you really want to listen to. Um, but that that's going to pay dividends. You know, that's going to really help you avoid a lot of this um, a lot of this FOMO that happens during the bull market where you people are throwing money at stuff without even understanding it. And then the fear that happens when markets come crashing down and realize that these are cycles and these cycles are accelerated in crypto because we're an emerging technology. You don't see these cycles in the stock market all the time. And these cycles last 20 years instead of two or, you know, so it's, it's, and, and whether this one lasts another six months or, or another two years, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunity in the space. So look for the opportunity. And I tell people now, if you um, have a skill that's marketable now, you know, now would be a good time to where you could even work for projects, even on a part-time basis and say you can help with content or blog writing or whatever. And you can get paid by, say, a certain cryptocurrency project that you believe in. Imagine getting paid in that crypto and just letting it sit and holding it. And then when the bull market comes back, you know, what that value is going to be. And that's what happened to me in 2019 uh, with, you know, some of the projects I did work on. And when 2020 and 2021 hit, it was, it was pretty good, you yeah. know, just because you can do that. So uh, a lot of people would joke and say, buy the dip and you've got to make that decision yourself. But I tell people, why not earn the dip as well? That's a, that's a good one. I'm a, we're, we're going to let blockchain Wayne uh, have that phrase. Uh, you heard it here first, earn the dip. So if, if you are working and into projects and ecosystems that make a lot of sense to you. And you have a way to, you know, be able to get some crypto, whether it's, you know, a stable coin or, or their local currency, or even one of the, the blue chips. If there's a way that you can convert a piece, a portion of it, not all of it. Uh, if you want all of it, great. If you even just get a portion and you're just passionate about the project and what they're doing, that could yield a larger dividend than what you would have gotten. So let's say that you are just doing part-time work and you're making a hundred bucks a week and you're taking 10% of that into the local currency. And let's say that we get onto the other side and all of a sudden they have a 10 X multiplier. Well, now that you just taken 10% of that, you basically made all of your money back and then some just doing that. So there are a lot of unique ways uh, to have this ecosystem provide new paths of, of revenue for yourself, but it also helps you to get more embedded into the ecosystems, platforms, projects, teams, and just overall belief of Web3 and what it's uh, bringing to uh, the, the overall uh, space. So I'm excited about it. Wayne, uh, always cool. appreciate having you on the show. Always have really good conversations. Uh, what are ways that people can connect with you, learn more about uh, FIO and learn more about Raise? Yeah, best way to connect with me, uh, which I, I've got, I guess I got to challenge myself now before this thing uh, goes live. I've got to uh, update my website, but blockchainwayne.com um, is is my site. I'm Blockchain Wayne on most uh, platforms, uh, so you can find me there. Uh, make sure it's the real one. That there's a bunch of fake ones out there. <laughs> um, but that's really it. Fio is fioprotocol.io. Um, the links are on our socials to there. You can find out. We make announcements when we have new integration partners, uh, when we have uh, new announcements, and also when we do some campaigns. We do a lot of campaigns, giveaways, uh, where people can can follow that. So, um, you know, follow our our social media platforms as well. And then the other one we mentioned on here, raise um, raise dot finance is is R A Z E 
www.raise.finances where you can learn more about Raise and how that platform operates. And if you're interested there, there's a spot to contact us. If, if you're looking to raise capital for a company or project, um, reach out to our, our team and they can advise, you know, help advise along that process, how it works. Excellent. Well, y'all had to hear first. You have a lot of ways to follow up with Wayne, but again, Wayne, thank you so much for spending some time with us. And as always, stay cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Jess Corson. I am an entrepreneur who is entering the crypto space. This show has given me the insight and ideas for a direction I should go in. It has also filled in the blanks in my mind to understanding cryptocurrency. I feel like I have joined a community listening to Richard and all the wonderful guests he has on the show. If you need a place to give you balance and checks with your thought process and respect to crypto, this is the place. Highly recommend. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. We would like to give a special shout out to our Moon sponsor, Acacia Digital. Acacia invests in partners with early stage blockchain companies who are solving complex problems in large markets. Acacia partners with projects that have established technology and communities. Acacia supports public projects exhibiting strong momentum and capacity to grow into large markets. Acacia also directly participates in limited releases such as NFTs tied to unique experiences, access, or products. For more information, go to acaciadigital.io. Again, that's acaciadigital.io. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. 
This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.